marrying myself was not a physical ceremony. It was in the music video. And I think (laughs) what happened in the press with just one picture and the fixation was shown. Why are people fixated on this idea? Because that's how we were raised in this particular society, that you're not an honest woman. Oh, you must be a liar if you're not married or some man has not swept you off of your feet. From the early movies that we see, animated movies, where we have to give up a gift or a part of ourselves to live this happily ever life. I think not, not, not. And that was Maya explaining why she, quote unquote, married herself. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. Got a champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. My next guest really needs absolutely no introduction. But today on the podcast, we have the multi-hyphenate Maya. You know her for R&B hits like All About Me, Take Me There, and Lady Marmalade during her 25-year career. And she only looked 20. Uh, But to commemorate her long-spanning career in music, she released deluxe editions of two of her early albums earlier this year. And she has a brand new single, guys. She's here to talk to us about wine and, more importantly, what makes her her? I feel like she is such an enigma, such um, a mystery in terms of how she moves within an industry that really forces and or requires you to tell more about yourself than you want to. Uh, she has been purposefully, intentionally private, and I respect it. Without further ado, Maya is Nate. I gotta, I have to begin uh, just with, I'm sure, what most people uh, start with is been a fan for um, for some time now. And my one one question off the bat for people such as yourself who have a beautiful voice and you have the what appears to be the entire package and people are in awe of how you're able to exist. You've been able to not only live in this space, but be very philanthropic and thoughtful and kind and make that all a part of your essence. Um, Has that been with you since you were a child in terms of how did you grow up to create all of this? Hmm. Well, I think things progress as you grow, obviously, and you step Mm -hmm. into new territory and discover a lot of things about yourself or what you resonate with. And um, being an empath as the oldest sibling, I think, has always been a part of me, (laughs) looking out for others because it was a demanding responsibility, but you also show up and uh, and learn to do it innately. But um, I also had a very first job being a dance teacher and looking after the, the little ones. So it puts yeah. you in a role of leadership, uh, empathy, connecting, yeah. but also trying to understand others when you're relaying instruction or, you know, so you learn a lot about life and what just resonates with who you are and finding out who you are along the journey, which is also ever-changing. Always changing and evolving. When did you realize or when did someone else realize that you had this beautiful voice in you that had to be shared with the world? Hmm, That's funny that you asked that. Uh, My mother has always known, but I sort of kept it a secret from my parents. My dad is the singer (laughs) in the family. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a child of the arts, so... In the hallways, in school, in choir, you trade bars or you come up with ideas with your friends. But I believe it was in a dance setting uh, amongst my tap dance friends where you start freestyling, whether it's rap, hip hop, or even singing sometimes. Show your secret talent. They they encouraged me to pursue singing. They were the first tribe of mine. That say you should do this for real, you know, record your demos. And that's exactly what I started doing at age 14 in the basement of some of my father's musician friends. But children, students, peers of the arts always encouraged me and we encouraged each other. 
So then you go from singing, you know, keeping it a bit of a secret um, and then deciding (laughs) I should do this um, in a way in which the world can have and hear my talent. Mm -hmm. What spurred that on? How did that all come about? Coming of age, my dream was to model myself uh, as a full package entertainer. And Broadway was that platform for me to be able to do all the things that I was doing already, of course, as a student and a child of the arts, acting, singing, dancing, composition, expression, monologues, et cetera. So Broadway was what it was. My mother raised me to uh, be a little entertainer. She had me involved in everything, including my dad as well. Um, and we would watch all of the black and white films, Sammy Davis Jr., Nicholas <laughs> Brothers, Gregory Hines. Those are the entertainers that I looked up to and I want to model, wanted to model myself after. So Broadway was the goal. And it just so happened yeah. that the record deal came first. And Broadway is still there <laughs> okay. waiting for me. But yeah. I incorporate all of that yes. in my show and tours. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah. Always childlike wonder when it comes to developing a show or delivering a show. So that's still there with me. <laughs> when you, I, I sometimes um, people, I, I feel this about people who are set apart or chosen. You know early on that you have it, that you have something special. Um, and it's what you do with that gift, how you use that gift. You, you have your record deal. I'm fast forwarding a bit. You have your record deal and... It takes a while in any industry to become an overnight sensation. (laughs) And then you have hit singles and people know your name and you have um, people working for you and you are performing and you are in these rooms. How was that transition from I want this to now I have this for you? I've never felt like I've had it. You know, I've always Mm. been distracted by the fact that this is fun. This is a blessing. This is a privilege. All the other stuff I could do without, (laughs) you know, being a true child of the arts and always having fun doing everything that this entails. Um, I still have fun in rehearsals. I still have fun on stage. And it's a treat. It's a playground. The business Mm. is completely different of a world, (laughs) but very necessary to make things happen. Mm -hmm. And no one is thinking about that in high school. No one cares to think about that. And as an artist, we don't really care about the business until we have to care. And all the components and the different um, positions, the different teams, there's marketing, there's PR, there's management, there's the agency, there's there's so much. And then all of the tiers and positions at record labels, we can do without all of that noise, you know? Uh-huh, I think uh-huh. the goal has always just to be um, constant as well as grounded in what made me fall in love with music and entertainment in the first place and stay or remain as close as possible to that child. Now, everything else is an accessory, but also a necessity if you're going to play in the business of entertainment, which I've had to learn myself along the way in my independent journey, but also in the major journey. And I think the transition is when all of that's happening at once, it happens fast. Um, But 
at two years old, literally, I had my ballet shoes. I was in everything. <laughs> and so the rehearsals, the discipline, the cultivation was there. And obviously, you're still learning and evolving and improving along the way. But I was ready. I was disciplined enough. Yeah. I was ripe enough to take on what was handed to me at the time. But then there's more stuff. How to conduct an interview. That was forward, of course. And so much artist development happens naturally along the way that you grow. But we're not thinking about anything else as artists until we wow. absolutely have to. <laughs> you you have you you say something that I think is key and I want to make sure I'm defining this correctly. Do you ever believe that people can be in entertainment it forward facing, singing, acting, dancing but not be an artist? Hmm. I think Defining what artist means to each individual is up to the individual. What does that mean to you? Being an artist is about obviously creation and hopefully sharing, but sometimes not. Sometimes it's just pure therapy and imagination and finding a place deeply embedded within you and bringing that to surface so that I can be birthed into the universe and possibly shared if you feel comfortable with it. But in those times and states of creation, you surprise yourself a lot mm -hmm. about, um, first of all, what is inside of you. I've had shocking moments and those moments haven't even been shared with the world just yet. And I didn't even know that that was there. And so there's a spiritual component to being an artist. Um, but it's all over the place because it is what you make it. Sometimes it has to do with mm -hmm. design, color palettes, seeing something mm -hmm. all the way through from zero, non-existence to existence, and then placing all of the love from within on that so that it's received properly. <laughs> Sometimes it's about improvisation and seeing what happens along the way. And, oh, was that it? Was that not it? It's a world of exploration. Yeah. Being an artist in, in my wow. definition and every, every day is changing. Every day is ever changing in the world. Sometimes it's a reflection of what's happening politically, socially, religiously, economically, or just purely within. Uh, it can be from a, a viewpoint of your own life, testimony, obstacle, celebration, wishful thinking, imagination, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. manifestation, or a completely different perspective with a view of the world and some of the things that you'd like to change. So it's all over the place. And I think mm -hmm. up to each person to define, but it is truly, as far as being an artist, uh, serving people. It's literally about being a servant. Once you evolve, mm -hmm. you begin to realize that it's not about you. <laughs> mm -hmm. 100%. Um, I do. I believe I that. I believe that when you, or yeah, when you have this gift, it's given to you for a reason to share with the world. You, and you have said something to me when you're talking about what it, means to be an artist and defining um, the process for you and where it can be depending on where you are in life. It sounds to me, and I know it, that's not always the case for people, but being an artist is, um, 
it also entails being fearless uh, because you're giving your art to the world and you're allowing them to receive it or not to receive it. Not that you need validation, but I wonder if that's why your transition to the world of being an independent artist was what you needed for to actually create. Um, you just had a single come out uh, in August. Congratulations. And then in April, from my understanding, you redid, uh, we, we had a, a remix, all right? You released, re-released some albums in April of, t- of this year. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah, there's some anniversaries that have popped up. Yes. I don't like to put numbers because I don't know how people feel about numbers. So I try to dance around numbers. I don't want you by saying, okay, you've been in the business about this long, you know, but yeah, exactly. It goes quickly. It goes quickly. So, so why did you decide to have your creature own label? What was the, the freedom in that for you? Well, once again, it just goes back to love and passion. A day without being able to be around music, listen to music, create music, or be in that space uh, is a day of feeling like your life is lacking. And it's something that my Mm. dad does to this day. He is out there on the road. It runs through our veins. It's a part of our happiness, our functionality. Music (laughs) is very healing. And um, even if it's not about entertainment or being in the business of, it's just something that runs through our veins and souls and that we have to make a part of our lives. Otherwise, our lives are pretty boring for us anyways. And um, it's part of my makeup. My mom is musical. Her family's musical. My dad is musical. Mm-hmm. I come from musical families, so it's just something I have. I want to come to. I want to come to dinner. I want to come to dinner when your mom and your dad and y'all just sitting around the house cooking and singing and entertaining. I pay big bucks for that. I want to hang out. I, I want to. I want the artistry to drip on me. <laughs> I pay big bucks for that too. <laughs> uh, a little secret, inside secret, but uh, yeah, it's. Any musician can tell you this. And being around musicians is like being a kid for me. That's what mm-hmm. my childhood consisted of. So I find mm-hmm. a way in that journey and transitioning from the majors to the independent realm. Uh, also green territory, new territory. And you learn along the way all the components of what that means and what that will consist of because you don't know. But you find out. <laughs> Very quickly. You, you, well, you're like, so got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got yeah. it. I want it. Yeah. Got it. To um, be more than just an artist, that means that now you're stepping into all positions of the business territory. What does that mean? Mm. And who are those people in positions? And you show up. <sighs> and I can go into it in a long book, but you find a way. And I've been everything under the sun. You know, from, (laughs) and I've said it before, (laughs) travel agent, road manager, Mm -hmm. business manager, (laughs) driver, does it matter? And it is worth it. There's a song that I wrote called Mm. Worth It. And it pretty much sums up the sleepless nights. And when you love something and you're very passionate about something, regardless of the world's narrative about you, you'll find a way. And that brings you youth, that brings you joy, that brings you every waking day with enthusiasm. And my dad still does it to this day. I watch him. Like, how do you do this yeah. at your age? Mm-hmm. He's like, age is nothing but a number. 
this keeps mm-hmm. me young. So mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. part of me. And I think a lot of artists you, out there can relate. They definitely can relate because <laughs> any business, but more specifically music is tough. I've interviewed so many different artists who explain their journey and they always have this journey where they just come back to, I believe what you're saying is that it's the music for me. It's the art. It's the entertainment that I love. No. So I deal with everything else. Um, it's no secret that you are um, very clear about living healthy and wellness and your spirit feels like, I feel like I should be namasteing with you. I'm all like, you know, we should be sitting around getting our lives together. Um, give me your wellness secrets. How how do you embrace the idea um, that you're you are this sex symbol in so many ways. Every time I read anything about you, it's about how beautiful you are and how amazing you are. And yes, you are talented. But does that ever make you feel a little shy and inward? Or are you embracing how you have been received, especially by the culture? Like loved. I, I literally, I'm telling my friends, I'm interviewing guy friends. They like, okay, ask her for her phone number. I was like, I don't think she wants to date you, but Okay. <laughs> I don't look at myself as a sex symbol, but I'm aware. No, I don't. I didn't sign up for any of that, but I'm aware of, of course, the earlier videos. I think as a teenager, realizing what that is and hearing certain titles or narratives about you can be a little difficult or strange Mm -hmm. and weird Uh, as you're growing into womanhood. Right now, I embrace everything. I don't even care about perceptions. I am me. I know who I am. But I think as you're growing into who you are, the world of noise can be confusing um, Mm -hmm. and maybe difficult to navigate in front of the world as you are learning who you are. And um, I embrace everything, but I'm a little entertainer, you know, since I I can remember. And it's about character, playing characters. For me, it's a world of imagination showing up. And that's just not all of me. I know that I'm a a full dimensional human being, as we all are. And there's not one dimension to any of us. But embracing all of that, embracing sexuality is just one tiny little component of me. There's so much more. So I embrace all of it and I'm not offended by it. Um, but I do think if you're young in this business and you don't know yourself, anything can be a bit of a challenge and quite strange with some of the energies that are invited, uh, depending on how you are portrayed and how you deal with that mentally. All right, guys, we got to pay some bills. You know what we do. You can fast forward, fast forward so you can get back to Maya. We're taking a quick break. And we'll be right back in just a few moments. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome back to Naked. I appreciate your patience. I won't make you wait any longer. Here is the multi-hyphenate Maya. You look, you said you, I want to go back to something you just said. You said you look at some of the videos you did when you were younger. Um, Did you feel like you might've been over-sexualized or did you feel like that wasn't really who you were? Are you growing into who you were? It was my idea yeah. as an entertainer. Okay, artist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. I was not 15 when I came out. My father was present at the video shoot for my very first videos. I came out of the box with a mini skirt and high heels. But I was mm-hmm. very aware of what that was. And my parents insulated me. And I understood as far as entertainment is concerned. Oh, okay. So this is the goal. 
This is the narrative for this one particular song. I designed the outfit myself. I saw it come to life. This is a character for me as an actress, but this belongs to my government name in the same token. You know, and you deal with everything that comes after that along the way. And you quickly find out what that is from rumors to uh, adjectives being attached to your name. But that's okay because that's also what you sign up for in any Mm -hmm. scenario or position. So I think in certain circumstances, you may tend to pull back and say, okay, this is a breast cancer event. We're not going to do this song. (laughs) And <laughs> or dress a certain way, but in sure, sure that it's okay where there's a burlesque show or a pride event, there's a little bit more freedom. Knowing your audience, yeah. obviously, knowing the demographic, knowing the setting and the mission of that setting helps you navigate accordingly. So I think details is um, priority for me when I'm showing up somewhere so that I can feel comfortable in what I'm delivering and make sure the mission is cohesive. You're like, I know where I am. I know the audience. I know who I'll talk to. I wanted to, for, and with that being said, you seem, and I don't, I, I don't know where that comes from. I'm, pro- I'm pretty sure you've had that for all your life, but the, the comfortable um, awareness, the ability to know who you are and what you're not is, is special. And I don't necessarily know if everyone has that, like you are in yourself and you're comfortable in your skin. I wanted to ask you, this is very interesting because this inspired me and I want to make sure I get it on February 14th. I know people ask you about this often, uh, 2020, fresh, fresh into the pandemic on Valentine's Day, you married yourself for your music video, The Truth. Why did you do that? That's an art for you. You're expressing yourself, but that's... Um, a beautiful, a beautiful proclamation. What made you make that the video? Well, I think um, there's this narrative and a lot of questions that have come about in my career, especially in my later career. Why are you not married? Why do you not have kids? Mm. How come no one has wiped you up? You know, there's been many proposals, et cetera. But what I want to <laughs> convey was a different message and also a real message for me uh, because of this fixation on marriage for women and men um, and age for me especially and what that feels like. Not all women can have children. Not all women want children. Not all men want children or want to be married and that's okay. Everyone's lives are different. But Marrying myself was not a physical ceremony. It was in the music video. And I think (laughs) what happened in the press with just one picture and the fixation uh, was shown. So Mm -hmm. why are people fixated on this idea? Because that's how we were raised in this particular society, that you're not an honest woman. Oh, you must be a liar if you're not married or some man has not Mm -hmm. swept you off of your feet Mm -hmm. from the early movies Mm -hmm. that we see animated movies where we have to give up a gift or a part of ourselves to live this happily ever life. Um, I think not. So (laughs) what is it about this that is not resonating, resonating with me is the question. So in a spiritual journey and I'm always on one, um, 
It was about getting to the core of who Maya is and self-love and committing to myself. And what does that look like is the question. Um, you can't obviously think you're going to attract anything good for you if you're not together. So this was about self-work, self-realization, mm. self-love, mm. self-boundaries. Um, and it had nothing to do with anyone else. And so what that means is putting in, well, taking in and taking on positive energy uh, from what I tune into, what I'm putting into my body, uh, sleep, <laughs> um, recharging as I exert myself in my life or career, making sure that my cuff is full as a provider um, and making sure that I also learn how to say no in certain circumstances as a giver. Um, that's what that spiritual marriage was about. Physically, it was conveyed with a wedding dress, what the people understand most in this society in particular. But that was also a song that I wrote with that concept in mind, um, speaking to yourself highly with positive words uh, so that you choose you in times where the world might not be choosing you and you may not feel worthy or you're questioning, how come? Because everyone else is questioning you. How come? It starts with mm -hmm. you. It literally starts with you and everything else branches out just like a tree. So what you put into you, you receive back from the world. And so this is also confrontation with myself. No excuses. Get it together. And that's what, in a nutshell, a spiritual marriage looks like. And it shows up eventually physically in all areas of your life, financially, mentally, emotionally, professionally. And now people are asking me what my secret is. My secret literally is marrying myself spiritually hey. and committing to myself in all areas of my life where maybe I was lacking. Putting mm -hmm. the love back into That's you. beautiful. Yeah. And then that that's allows beautiful. you to give back to the world and fulfill your purpose. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. But people don't get that. That is oh, a, you're conceited. <laughs> Why did you? Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, this is yeah. I no, that's not what that is. <laughs> I understood that there was a message there, but you explaining that made me think like, why do we have to adhere to what society says? If you can really be comfortable in your own skin, knowing that's what you did, that 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 translates in a lot of different ways. And that's when I was going back to you're very comfortable. This is what you've decided to do. And it's work. We all do. We always have to do the work. All of us every day have to do the work. Um, and I think that message resonates with women such as myself, single. You know what I mean? I'm not married. I don't have kids. What's wrong with you? And you're like, nothing. I'm perfectly fine, actually. <laughs> perfectly fine. <laughs> Everyone's life is not supposed to look the same. So It's not supposed to look yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. I embrace adversity. I embrace the place of love that sometimes criticism or we can take as criticism comes from because maybe there isn't a beautiful experience that other people want you to share. And so correcting yeah. my thoughts as well, as I intake so many opinions of the world, mm -hmm. regardless of the topic, uh, that's self-correction mm -hmm. and self-assessment, which is also a part 
of that self-love journey, not beating up yourself or, or I would say being absorbed by the negativity that our thoughts can immediately go to. And being kind, just being kind to ourselves. Yeah. Talk nice to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love that. That every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of Black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion, and girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion, and carry champion, and girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion, and carry champion, and girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion, and carry champion, and girl, you did it
Um, this past August, you released uh, another single. We just talked about wine. I want to make sure I'm saying cool. that correctly. Wine <laughs> uh, with Bounty Killer. Uh, talk to me about that single uh, and what that was for you. What was that that message you were giving us? Is it fun? Are we laughing? Are we sexy? <laughs> Are we all things? Well, a part of my healing journey takes place in nature. And that's real life yeah. for me. And what that looks like is sunshine. What that looks like is good music, food, culture, friends, family, or friends that become family. And the Caribbean has been a part of my life since I was about two years old, every year. And a part of my earlier career was spent in Jamaica every year, uh, thanks to Beanie Man and a lot of other collaborations throughout the Caribbean. So my vegan retreats and the winners and the challenges, mm -hmm. the Caribbean um, and tropical environments where you can feel the love, you can taste the love, you can smell the love. And your body thanks you for it. So I wanted to bring that to music because that's really who Maya is. In a very lighthearted, fun way, people love to see me dance, but I love happiness. And sometimes, you know, we get a little bit too much of the negativity uh, on airwaves, and I wanted to bring some balance independently. So um, in crafting such a song, that was the mission. Happiness, togetherness. I love a celebration. <laughs> but I wanted to it to feel like the world that we don't necessarily get in the cities all the time. Um, and that's where I find my joy as well. And you can find me in the Caribbean every year or somewhere <laughs> equatorial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We appreciate so, that. We need, yeah. we need that. So that's what you're giving us. That's the music that you're giving us. Are you working on any other projects that you'd like to share? Well, I don't want to go into detail, but there are two finished projects <laughs> that okay. have been okay. done for quite a while, mixed, mastered, and ready to go. But there's strategy behind you know, releases from this point on and getting the teens together. As I've been doing it independently solo for a long time, my fans have spoken, hey, we want this, we want them, we want visuals, we want so much more, and it takes time. Um, but back to wine, you know, we shot that in Kingston, Jamaica. Shout out to Bounty Killer, another dance hall legend. And uh -huh. um, it was important for me to create a song that allowed people to dance together again. Because <laughs> I don't see much of that happening uh, anymore. And it's a cultural dance from Jamaica. And um, there's some dance content for that specifically coming very soon for mm -hmm. those dance challenge and learning new things. Mm -hmm. I call I'm it the dance challenge. Okay. Uh, I'm ready to yeah. TikTok it. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the producer DJ Hardwork I've been working with for a long time since 2010. He's actually Jamaican himself, and mm -hmm. um, it's just very very nice to be welcomed and just be reconnected to joy. And I hope yeah. people can feel the love and see the love in the video and on the sun. Mm -hmm. And in your, in your voice, you exude it. So I think that it's mission accomplished. I, I'm excited. Well, this morning, I probably you. sound. You exude that. <laughs> no, you sound, you, you sound, sound like... relaxed. <laughs> well, this is my morning no. voice. Uh, yeah, I'm, you sound relaxed. I, I want to do yoga with you. I want to, 
I want to go and eat vegetables. I'm being silly, but you know, I'm like, where are we at the vegan retreat? Where are we going? I'm ready to do it. What we do? <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> you but deserve all now. I have two different. Yeah, sides. Oh no. Wild I can child. see that too. Yeah, yeah I can see that. <laughs> no, I can see that. We are, for the folks who are listening, we're recording in the morning. So we get it. Like, no, I can see oh, both. You, I, I think that, and, and by the way, we're all things. We're all, we're not just one thing. Yeah. We're all things, as you said earlier. We are all things. Maya, it has been a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. You're really, truly stunning. And I just appreciate you just being yourself and being honest in who you are. It's hard to do that. Completely naked. I appreciate you, and you look so beautiful, fresh face this morning. Oh, can I tell you the whole time I was like, I didn't put on no makeup for my. I, I love am it. Out of my, I should have. I was like, naked. I should have. <laughs> I'll take it. Naked. I'll take it. I'm truly naked. I was up until like four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I, I should probably put on a little something. <laughs> a little, a little. Concealer in there, no, but it looks it looks natural. It looks great, but you know what? It, I didn't expect anything less. And um, and more importantly, I I, I wasn't kidding. I, I've been a fan forever, and I really do appreciate you just being true to who you are, quieting out the noise, and and remaining a true artist. That is what you choose to choose to do, and we and we see it and we receive it. That's staying. The death is yet to come, and I appreciate this. Space Amen. To Amen. to discuss. Be open and honest. Thank yeah. you. I must be honest. When I interview people of note or when I interview people uh, that I am legitimately uh, a fan of, such as Maya, um, I get a little nervous because I don't want to be intrusive. I don't want to go um, overboard in my questioning. I really try to pick up on people's energy and, and that's what leads these interviews. Um, and she had a very peaceful spirit. I wasn't just saying that. And I thought that was special. I can see how she moves the way she does. I can understand, rather, why, in fact, she has kept her life extremely private and moves in a way that she wants to move in this industry. And that has to be tough because I can even imagine being a solo artist uh, around the time Beyonce came out, right? Or being uh, um, an artist in general. You got Destiny's Child at the time when she started to pop, when Maya started to pop. You had all these different girl groups and it's always so hard to sift through that world. Um, but she has had staying power because I believe she's just stayed true to who she is. Congratulations on a 25-year career. Congratulations on um, all the things that make her her. Uh, and she's so comfortable in her own skin. Let me just say this too. She is fine. Super fine. Like fine, fine. Like F-Y-N-E fine. Like I know you guys have seen the photos, but she's fine, fine. Even though she doesn't consider herself a sex symbol. How is that even possible? How is that even possible? Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> I'll see you all next week on Naked. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.